0: And here we go. Today on the Campfire Conversationalist podcast, I'm going to be interviewing my chiropractor, Dr. Lexi. And we're going to be kind of talking about a bunch of different things. Um, there's a couple of things that I wrote down to kind of cover, but this is going to be probably more like a freestyle conversation uh, rather than just a straight interview. Uh, so this is Dr. Lexi. Introduce yourself. Tell us a little about yourself. A little Hi. bit about yourself.
1: Oh. So hi guys, I am Dr. Lexi Bouch. Um, I practice at Bouch Care Pract over here with Wausau with Matt. Um, and uh, I've been in practice for about four years so far. It's been such a fun journey. Um, I am from Sure Camp, Wisconsin, which is an hour and a half north of Wasa. So Wasa is kind of a big city for me. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: This is like kind of, I don't want to say small, but medium
1: for Yeah. Me. I, it's it's a little bit wild because uh, my hometown is pretty small but I absolutely love it uh, but then I went to school in Atlanta so that was really big so it kind of like oh know, yeah Atlanta oh the I've traffic driven,
0: <laughs> I've driven through there's their freeways are like LA, like six lanes going each direction. It's pretty wild. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and during, I've driven through there during rush hour and it's a nightmare. Yeah. It's, it's at least as bad as LA, but I think LA is kind of like all day, not at night, but all day LA is bad, but Atlanta, like during rush hour, it's awful.
1: Yeah. Just rush hour, I'd say like eight and five, you know, like the typical, what you get. It, it would be like just crazy driving through it oh. so um i would even like wait to go get groceries when it wasn't oh, that time yeah. there so did it plan out your day yep yep yeah. so that was the big city um for me and then i met my husband down there who's dr matt he practices chiropractic too is
0: yeah. he from wisconsin or from there he's
1: actually from wassa oh for real
0: yeah oh i didn't know that cool okay yes. well, maybe you told me that before but it wasn't fresh in my mind okay
1: yeah so we we met in Atlanta and I was like, I'm never coming back to Wisconsin. Really? Uh, I was pretty like, I'm not. But once I kind of moved away and um, was like, wow, we really are friendly and everybody is like Midwest nice and stuff like that. Yes. I was like, I really miss my home. Yeah. So, um, I met Matt and then I was like, yep, we're going back to Wausau. That's what we're doing. Uh, and it was, it kind of played out from there. Nice. So,
0: That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I had to say after moving here from the Detroit area. Um, Even though, technically, Detroit is a uh, Midwest state, I mean, if you get out of the city, it's probably a lot different, but in the city, it's not the same Midwest feel that you get with people as you do, like, in an area like we are here. Like, people here are just pretty helpful. Like, you break down or you spin your car out or whatever. I don't know how many times someone's had their chains in their truck and pulling me out of a ditch or whatever, and like, you know, they're pretty chill and laid back here. Yeah. So yeah, definitely that Midwest people are really more than like almost like creepy nice to <laughs> <Like>, unbelievable. <laughs> like
1: so <laughs> I had to tell you I was in Atlanta and uh so uh, I go grocery shopping and I I say hi to everybody grocery shopping. Like it's oh, like nice. my favorite thing. I'm like, "Hey, how are you?" and they're like um but it, here like they kind of like you could talk about beef jerky. You could kind of do in Atlanta like the person would look and be like you're not from here, are you? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm like, no, I'm from Wisconsin. That makes sense. Like, you know, like just chatting people's ears. Yes. So it was nice. always kind yeah. of,
0: it was a it was good, a good cultural. The, it's kind of funny because like you think of down south, they have the southern hospitality. Yeah. But not in big cities. Yeah. Not, not as, not so it's much. It's different. Busy. It's definitely yeah.
1: different. Yeah. I think you had to be more aware of your surroundings or something. I don't really know. Like, um, we did, we did a lot of like volunteer work down there too. So we would go give, um, like uh, blankets to homeless people if it was under 30 degrees and it was super awesome it was three oh you go but the, what would happen <clears throat> is I would go running off by myself and um, my husband and I were dating at the time and he'd be like oh my gosh you're gonna be murdered down <laughs> here like what are you doing you're going into uh, decrepit buildings giving blankets right, like yeah. w- stop so I had to grow a lot more aware of surroundings yeah, um, so for which, sure, I still work on to this day because I'm just like sometimes I'll be like, oops like yeah. Don't walk into that. No.
0: Right. But, so it was very fun. Yeah. So you spent four years down there? Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, I guess I didn't really know you were... I don't remember. us so we talking about you being in Atlanta before. So did you like the winters down there?
1: Yeah. 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 I did like it down there, except I'm, I'm glad I passed all my chiropractic school and everything because there's so much to do um like concerts and this because it's a big oh, city yeah, yeah, and then yeah, like sure. you kind of go through yeah, you don't get that here at all uh, so you have some concerts and that kind of stuff but really like i had to tone in my concentration skills and be like okay keith urban concert or study for your ber- boards um and at one point we were in our fourth board and i'm like okay prioritize the boards like you're yeah. you came down here to do this so yep. kind of staying on track
0: so and when you're younger that's so hard to say no to mm-hmm Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't tell you how many concerts I've been to, and it was like, just something me and my <laughs> friends did. Yeah, yeah. So it was almost. And a lot of them were like last minute. Like I remember one year for my birthday, like last minute. Oh, you want to go see um, what was it? Hell yeah, drowning pool and see there. Like last minute on my birthday. And you got to go to your yeah, house. yeah, was, awesome. was, yeah. So it was yeah. Concerts were a big, big part of my. Twenties and early 30s. Uh, actually teens too. I did yeah. a lot of stuff. But it was mo- that would have been more like underground type music, not like his big yeah. bands. Well he came close, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see. Um what what are some things that uh anybody listening, if they're wondering what a chiropractor does, what's the difference between the now some people probably don't even know these terms. I know because I just do a lot of research into crazy wild things and I go down rabbit holes for months at a time sometimes. But like most people don't even know, like a regular doctor is an allopathic doctor and you're a chiropractic doctor. There's also holistic and, um, yeah, naturopath, that's it, yep, yeah, yep. So uh, I guess tell people a little bit about chiropractic in general.
1: Um. So, chiropractic, so it, it's a, I think it is a different meaning for a lot of different people. Um, I'm going to start out, like, a little bit of a story of how I started chiropractic. Um, so, initially, I used to babysit for chiropractors. They actually got me into it, and, like, it was four boys. I absolutely loved their family. Um, I would go to their house, and, like, we'd go tubing, but then I would, like, watch the boys on the weekend or do that kind of thing. And what happened is we were actually um, tubing, and my dad, he's about 230 pounds and literally landed on my neck. Oh. So I like, I don't usually cry or anything. And I was like screaming and crying and it like, like, I've never, I was like, that is very, very painful. Um, so since we're at the chiropractor, she's like, let's go get x-rays, check you out here. So we went into his office and that was my first time I was about 12 years old oh, okay. um, in which I got adjusted and, um, and I got checked out by a chiropractor okay, this is pretty cool, like, they they have a beautiful house, they have beautiful family, they have cool stuff, like, I was like, I could get into this. So that's where I started, like, I'm going to be a chiropractor, a veterinarian, or a rock star. (laughs) So, you know, those, like, your options as a kid. So um, he took X-rays, and then throughout, like, that time period of high school, I would say I would go in pretty frequently, um, whether it was sport-related injuries, I would roll my ankle, I would, you know, just whatever pains and aches would be my main reason for going well carried out through high school um my senior plan was literally i'm gonna go be a chiropractor that's it going to eau claire for my undergrad and then i'm gonna become a chiropractor um i quickly i became chiropractic president of the UWEC pre-chiropractic club and did all this stuff and um i was getting adjusted when i got hurt i would say so kind of pain-based care and then um, I was kind of living also a very unhealthy lifestyle. So I was doing um, bad habits, I was drinking a lot, I was indulging in some cigarette use, you know, that kind of stuff where I, I really started plummeting down health-wise. Um so what ended up happening was I got an internship at another chiropractic clinic. Uh this is all of while we're like touring office and stuff, I'm kind of like, yeah, I go because I'm in pain. And then I ended up um, getting pneumonia, and bronchitis, and sinusitis. And like for nine months straight, I literally sounded like a man. Like I was like, hey guys, you know, like wow. that. And I'm like, okay, there's definitely something wrong. And I was like super fatigued and like, just not doing okay. And the chiropractor I was interning for started making me come at 5.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. So I was actually doing um, uh, workout classes 5 a.m. And all this time, like I thought I was being healthy. like. Literally, I was, you know, working out two hours, three hours a day at Eau Claire. I was, uh, doing like, you know, different cleanses, um, maybe like not so great coffee enemas the way you're supposed to do them. You know, I was doing all this stuff, and I'm like, yeah, I'm really healthy, but yet yeah, I was so sick all the time. So they get me in there five 5 30 a.m. I can't go out, you know, I'm going to events on weekends, like kind of like where. I had to start forcing myself to make lifestyle changes and then they were giving me like grass-fed beef and they're like here's this coconut oil and here's this and we're you know getting you adjusted every day and eventually like all of a sudden i'm like wow i'm not sick like i'm i've literally been struggling nine months with like feeling like just death and now i'm not sick and i was like okay well that's interesting so i started kind of getting into more of chiropractic as a health and wellness mm-hmm. more so than just pain based then just pain based okay. so like all of a sudden and i had gone down the medical <gasps> route for that where yeah granted i probably didn't like i hadn't stopped like smoking until i was at there i hadn't stopped a lot of things um that i was doing like going out and stuff but um i had taken like steroids i had taken the antibiotics i had taken um Uh, the albuterol things like they had me on a bunch of stuff and I was like not doing okay still and I'd feel good when I was on that and then all of a sudden I'd be back to square one so truly I I started looking at chiropractic in the way of like it's a health and wellness Mm -hmm. lifestyle that like getting my nervous system because I call us the nervous system docs. I don't necessarily think like, yeah, can I adjust like extremities? I can I can do a lot of different things. But really, our goal is to help you function the best you can. So for me, I was like way on this low spectrum. And like, that's why, like at our clinic, we do a lot of like health and wellness, like eat well, think well, move well, because I'm trying to help people overall be great and adapt to life because life like we're supposed to have stresses but if our nervous system isn't working well if we're feeding our body bad things if we're doing those things we're not gonna function how we're supposed to right so chiropractic like does it have different meanings for different people absolutely I still have patients who come in and just they're like I have a backache like done but also like I think there's this whole other sector of like how do we get our nervous system to participate the way we want it to and to really function how it's supposed to and I think that's more what chiropractic is
0: yeah I agree um I mean obviously so my story is I I I guess I've, I've never been to a chiropractor until when did I start coming like maybe November or October maybe mm-hmm. somewhere around then and I've kind of had back pain it would kind of be on and off like years decades probably since sometime in my 20s i don't remember exactly when but it would have probably been sometime in my 20s i'm 43 now so probably close to 20 years i've just had back pain and um i i don't know why i never went to a chiropractor before i just i just didn't i'm i don't know i'm just i guess i'm weird like that um so and i'm not really a a pain uh painkiller pill taker like I have Advil and like ibuprofen and like Tylenol at home like just for when I really have pain and I don't really take them that often Um, it's usually what what would happen is if I was in a lot of pain to where like it was almost intolerable I would take you know some ibuprofen or Tylenol or whatever and I would just take that until I felt like the pain was gone so that might have been a few days or weeks at a time. And then, you know, I would just deal with it. That's just kind of how I've always been, I guess. And then I was working at this job where, like, I was literally just moving rubber, uh, rubber mulch all day for 10 hours a day. And my back was just, like, killing me. Like, I was almost in tears from how much pain I was in that one day. It was bad. And, like, I mean, I think the only thing that I can think of that was more pain, uh, I was one I had a uh, uh, kidney stone once. That was pretty horrible. Yeah, that that like, I actually did tear up for that a little bit because yeah. it literally feels like you're getting stabbed in the side. And it's not like for a few minutes, it would be like, that would be like, it was like 45 minutes of straight pain and then it would kind of subside for a little bit and then it would come back. But that was awful. That, that was horrible. Yeah, that was awful. But then this was probably second to that. So then I was like looking, this is, and I, my shift was like, I think I started at four and we get off at like two, two in the morning. I, th- I can't remember. It was a 10 hour shift. So, um, so that night when I got home, actually, I think I left early. Yeah. I was like, I'm going home guys. I, I can't do a full shift today or whatever. So I, whenever I got home, it might've been 10, 11 o'clock at night by that time. I just started looking up chiropractors, I think maybe on Facebook and yeah, I don't know, maybe Google maps or whatever. And I actually, I actually tried calling Poland chiropractor first, and um, I well, that was when I was gonna, I, you know, I called them like, right as they opened, and they're like, oh, we don't have any we, room for new clients right now. So I was like, well, can you just recommend another chiropractor in the area? And I told them where I live. So they recommended you to me. And then you guys had an opening in the morning, Uh, so I, I don't, I came whenever that appointment was and so, yeah, and like from then till now, like it's like unbelievable how much less pain I'm in, at least for my back and stuff. Um, and I've noticed in the last couple of months too, like my breathing is a lot better. Like I pretty much for most of my life just had a really hard time breathing, especially in a state like Wisconsin where it's humid most of the year, uh, in the winter it's not as bad, but. In the summer for sure it, i mean there's days when it's dry but um yeah i it was like i just had a heart i've always had a hard time breathing and i'd be always coughing up stuff uh and i've noticed that is it's not like 100 better but that's gone almost away almost completely so in the mornings i get really congested sometimes and i'm not sure if that has to do with my blankets or my bed or just the room i or i don't know but usually after a couple hours of being up i'm okay but yeah so like it, I couldn't believe like how the I mean it didn't go the pain didn't go away right away but like it definitely is like my lower back isn't in any pain and well I get muscle pain sometimes like muscle stream pain but like the the stuff where I was like you know almost in tears like I don't get that anymore I still have like some numbness in my thighs but I've had that for years and um, I'm sure that'll probably go away eventually too but yeah so it was kind of crazy like it's been a pretty quick journey in a way like i can't believe like how just getting the adjustments like once a week what well, was more than that for a while uh just really has like a lot of pain relief and so yeah i mean pain affects your whole life yeah
1: it's kind of interesting in the fact um you, you kind of hit it on the head like like things will continue getting better like a lot of times people are like okay we're gonna come in for one adjustment we'll fix everything but years and years and years of wear and tear in the body and i'm trying to help like that that body function how it's supposed to and mm-hmm. like that nervous system get to where it needs to that it it's almost like it takes that time to heal um and it's never linear like i'm like you know uh, we become such a quick society i think mm-hmm. like we're like yeah like i want that one adjustment to be done but really it, it's that you know the healing and doing the things because you did a lot of stuff at home too the icing you did mm-hmm. you did a lot of things on your own as well but we started going up like this and we had a couple points where we were like "Ooh, like i am rough today or even like some days where it's like i haven't seen you for oh, yeah, two weeks week, like last week yeah you
0: almost couldn't adjust me because he was, like, <laughs> was oh, tight I was <laughs> I was
1: yeah out. yeah so kind of in the aspect of like you know every adjustment's different it's unique to you but also like every body is so different and like depending on the stressors, like it maybe it was a stressful week or you sat like in a car for, I think it, I forgot what you did. You did a couple different things, but basically like, or we slept weird or whatever. Um, that adjustment, it depends really what you need on that day. Like it. And sometimes like, I literally had to put some muscle into it. You were like, a really, that was a hard adjustment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it, it takes that time and that repetition and the healing. And it's also one of those things I think like.
0: Oh. It's very gradual. It almost is like, yeah. if you don't remind yourself how much pain you were in, you kind of almost forget. And I have to remind myself like uh, how much pain I was in. Because you, when you're just like, don't have that much pain anymore. Yeah. It's like, you kind of just almost forget like, Oh, i used to be i used to not be able to even sit wherever and watch tv or whatever at the end of the day because i just be in so much pain you have to like remind yourself
1: and it's we're all human so we forget Mm -hmm. like if you think about like okay the last time i sprained my ankle like i can barely remember what pain that was i knew it was like really bad in pain but i'm like oh do you really remember exactly like what it felt like you almost kind of block it out a little bit um, and in that aspect, I think, like people kind of drop off care. They drop off doing the icing. They drop off doing the self care. And then all of a sudden, they come back and it's like, whoa! Like I'm back. It's it's I do it. We're all human. Like that's that's the biggest part of it is like I'll be like, I feel really good. Like I didn't do my stretches or I didn't do this. So I think it's that kind of like I always tell patients, pretend you're at where you came when you came in, mm-hmm. and keep doing your stuff because that's what's gonna make a huge difference. Yeah. Too. Yeah. For sure. Okay, it so, is kind of funny though. Like yeah. I do it too. Like I can't judge cuz
0: well, I, I everyone does it. I feel like I kind of um made myself make a mental note cuz at one point oh, years ago my dad had broken his leg like mm-hmm. to where he was in a wheelchair for 5 years. Holy moly. Yeah, uh and I remember at that time I was like I was still living at home for a little while. So it was when I was in like my early 20s or whatever. Um, and so, like, my dad needed to go anywhere, I would help him out, you know. Um, and I remember, like, just constantly thinking, like, oh, my dad can't take the stairs anymore, but I can. And I was like, I, I want to be grateful. that." And I would make myself take the stairs because, like, I didn't want to, like, be a dick to my dad and, like, you know, he can't use the stairs and I can. It wasn't like that. It was more like, I'm grateful I can walk because right now my dad can't. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would make myself take the stairs uh, if there was a ramp. And, I, you know, and I didn't have to push my dad and like, you know, you go into a restaurant, sometimes just ramp and or there's stairs. I would make myself take the stairs because I was just grateful that I, you know, I wasn't in a wheelchair yeah. and not able to walk because sometimes the little things like just taking the stairs, you kind of take for granted. 100%. You can't do it. <laughs> yes. Yes. So like, yeah, I definitely <laughs> was try to make myself uh, think of how things were versus how they are now. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you do forget. Yeah. It wasn't until maybe a couple months ago, I was like, oh, it just hit me like, oh, man, I'm not really in that much pain compared to what I was. Yeah. And like I said, I've probably been in this much pain, I don't know, for about 20 years. That's a long time. So you kind of like, I guess you just accept it in a way. No. I didn't. I, <laughs> yeah. I did. No, don't do that. Yeah. No, it's God, like my patients who have headaches all
1: the time. They're like, I've had headaches every single day in my life. Like, it's not a big oh. deal. And I'm like, I, oh, get a, I don't awful. get headaches if I do like. Like I'm weaning off a coffee right now and uh, I would say like my brain is like all in different places. Um, but, but like, and like, kind of like the, like, oh you know you it's addiction. It's a, you know, I, you're letting, you're weaning off, yeah. but you, I, I forgot where I was going with that, but basically like it, it, we make pain normal. We make yeah. dysfunction normal. I used to I never get pain. headaches. Yeah. So like, I get
0: them more now, but not, not like some people, Yeah. but I mean. Before, when I would never ever get any headaches, I would get one little tiny headache, and it would like, I would it would put me out, dude. Yeah, it would be bad. Yeah, Um but basically oh, yeah. living with pain. Yeah, living yeah. with pain. Yeah, I just accepted it for a while. I didn't. I don't know why. I just, and I, I guess I have this pretty big distrust of allopathic medicine for a lot of reasons. Um, I, yeah, I just that that could be a whole podcast in and of itself, but. Yeah my distrust of, I mean, obviously I'm not talking about like if you get in a car crash, you break a bone, you have to go to the emergency room. I'm not talking about like that. I'm talking about general care. Like I don't have a general regular physician because I don't trust them. And it's like, it just seems like they want to just write a prescription for everything. And it's like they want to put a band-aid in everything. And then you look at the side effects of the medications they prescribe. And then you got to get more... Prescriptions to fix the problems that those cause. And it's like this crazy endless cycle that, and like everybody's on pills, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, not me, but.
1: I feel like there is a time and a place for what we need medically necessary going through. And a lot of times, like a patient's like, they never told me to take B vitamins or something like that. I'm like, that's it's it's difference in training.
0: Yeah. Most allopathic doctors don't get a lot of nutrition training, from what I understand.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, unless
0: they wanted to for whatever reason
1: it's it's just difference in training so i feel like like in school for me like it was and even between chiropractors we all have different training right like there's like 14 different schools i think at this point there's a ton of different schools and a lot of them have like a different philosophy so life Mm -hmm. university is where i went and we literally like were Like we had one of the best philosophy teachers at the time. I don't know if we realized it quite as much as we should have, Um, but like, like above, down, inside out, like your body has the ability to heal. Your body has the ability to do all these great things, whether it's having a baby all the way to um, like, you know, giving it the right things so that you can do things like help with your blood pressure, heart or like those things. And um, I think like it, it's hard because I think the expectation of society is that Give me the pills sometimes. So it can be fixed right now. So it can now. be fixed right yeah. now. Or I don't want to do the effort of going for walks or taking a certain supplement. Or yeah, you know, I'm, you know what I mean. Uh, so yeah, kind of. Uh,
0: that's where I'm at too. Like I have a hard time. Like I want the I want the issues fixed pretty quickly, but it's it's it, a lot of stuff takes time.
1: Yeah, and I think sometimes it puts other providers in a pickle because let's say that one of like like there and there's good doctors there's bad doctors there's good chiropractors there's bad chiropractors you know everything but i think they get in a pickle too or basically that kind of medical model gets in a pickle because now insurance is in there and like let's say that you came in you had high blood pressure i didn't give you lisinopril or whatever you know like for cholesterol or anything like that and then now you like passed away or something then it's almost like it puts you in a pickle of like well I have to give this to you because this is what came out like we're gonna treat the symptom and maybe it's not getting down to the root cause but at least like right you know like but then also to that person in there is like well my sh- blood sugar is high like give me something for it you know right. so it's very I think we're having more of a turn now in society where we're like oh we do want more information on that we do want to try and change ourselves or you know because whatever we're doing is not working so it's, it's just a very hard line because I mean they're in like a little game of insurance and stuff and yeah
0: i have a huge problem with the insurance companies too that that just seems unethical what 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 some of the things that i've heard yeah stories i've heard people say it's like you're not the doctor you're the insurance company you're supposed to be paying for this but sometimes the insurance is the ones calling the shots which doesn't make any sense to me that's like that's like my auto insurance calling if i have a breakdown and they're calling the mechanic telling them what they need to do to the car. That doesn't make any sense at all.
1: Yeah. Like, and unfortunately people will make decisions based off of what their insurance covers. So if like you were to tell me oh, like, um, like let's say chiropractic basically like you get 12 visits a year okay and insurance will cover the 12 visits but after that 12 visits we won't cover it you know that type of thing sometimes we'll actually see like people stop care because of that and we do like programs like you know where it's cheaper for them so like doing chusa like what we have here the cairo health usa and stuff like that but it, it is hard to see when like you know something is good for someone or it's helping them and then like we're, we're done like going through so maybe like but they'll cover opioids yeah. or you know different things like that where like where you're like wait that just doesn't make any sense like okay but like also too it's like well so we're you know or even and they, they do it with a lot of different professions whether it's know, say, um, psychology or I I, think I see too. that a
0: lot with um, physical therapy mm-hmm. where like you know this is what the insurance is going to cover so that's what someone's going to do and I'm, I'm sure physical therapy is it's super expensive if you don't have insurance I mean how could it not be yeah, I have no idea. I don't know either, but I, I'm, I'm assuming it's pretty expensive yeah, and to I, just go pay cash for whatever.
1: And I think there's like certain places that will do like what we do, like cash right. program type things, which, yeah, mm-hmm. actually like great and like chiropractic and PT work hand in hand. But I do think it's one of those things that like, yeah, there's definitely a, a rift in the model. <laughs> there's there's something that like is not working because we, I, I don't remember, I'm horrible at stats. I'm one of the worst at stats, but we spend a lot of money in the US on healthcare and we still have some of the worst. Worse stats for like obesity and yeah. diabetes and you know all these things. So we're doing something, and part of it I think is that like in other countries, if you look in Europe, like red dyes and stuff are illegal. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. there's a lot
0: of foods that are yeah. only legal in America and Canada. Uh huh. Like yeah. not even in Mexico.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> like if, uh huh. And like I was listening to um, Terry Walls as a, a MD from over in Marshfield and she retired after she got MS really bad. And then she, I was listening to one of her podcasts and basically she had to go through her life and like the medical model wasn't really working for her MS. So she made her own protocol called the wall protocol. But basically it was like, she went and delved into like what is being advertised what what are we not being told and like what what are what are changes that we need to make in our lives because like things like eating like a ton of sugar or red dyes like we're, we're not doing our body a service oh. and that's kind of even in our clinic where like i'll have people bring in their food diaries i love food diaries because if you're getting headaches every day yes can it be from your neck absolutely can it be from um your organs like gallbladder or stuff like that yep Can it be from lack of nutrients absolutely can it be from dyes or different things that you're eating absolutely there's so many different factorials that go into it so we'll actually go through food diaries we'll go through adjustments we'll look at the curve of the neck we'll do a bunch of different stuff but i don't think it's like a one answer always it's always like well, what else is going on? Like, right. Let's delve into it because it's like more want... like a puzzle
0: than just one thing oh, wrong. You want to get down
1: to the root cause of the problem, and if if you're adjusting and the person has a beautiful curve in their neck and they have a like nervous system's right on, and then you go and you're like, yeah, but I eat like Twinkies every day. <laughs>
0: I mean, oh, wait. No, I, don't like, you, no, no, I like, don't like Twinkies either, I like, Twinkies. every zombie well, movie has have, it in there. I have a sweet tooth, yeah. but not Twinkies, yeah. I can't stand Twinkies, they're yeah. so gross.
1: Yeah, so like then you're kind of like, okay, so let's make some health lifestyle changes, and it's not that we're saying, don't do this, don't oh, do that, don't do that. I feel
0: like the worst, it's like after dinner, like specifically, yeah. it's not like after lunch or in the morning after breakfast, it's like... For whatever reason, after dinner time, it's almost like my brain's program eat something sweet. Yeah, I hate it, but I. Uh,
1: you may have to wean into like making a healthy sweet treat I know, at first, I, and then yeah, yeah. If you have any ideas, let me know. But, I will definitely. Yeah. I got some good ones because I used to be the ice cream after dinner or uh, fruity pebbles. Um If one thing that is my kryptonite, I love cereal. I literally it is marketed greatly like it is uh-huh. perfect amount of sugar fruity pebbles is like I get it soggy I make that bowl after dinner my family and I we used to eat either ice cream with the powdered um what is that quick the it's like powdered um oh, yeah. cocoa I used that basically
0: too. Uh, it's got the bunny rabbit on like, yes, it yeah what is used it in milk yeah uh, I- it is quick
1: something. It's something quick milk or not, it's something, but basically we put it over yeah, ice I've cream. Done that to you.
0: Yeah. I've done that too. before. It gives a nice little crunch on the ice uh-huh. cream. Uh huh. Double yeah. the sugar, right? Yeah. So we'd
1: eat that before bed, and then we'd eat this like fruity pebble before bed, and um, and not that like like. I really think the things that I ate as a child have an effect on my body now.
0: Yeah. Oh, it I sounds think it's, crazy. I, no, I, you know I think it is? Because uh, this is something I've, <laughs> I've had to deal with too. It's like not just the things I ate back then, but the habits I had yes. created by eating back then. Yes. Because I was such a super skinny, scrawny kid. Mm-hmm. And then like in my late teens, all of a sudden, you know, my body changed. And it's all been downhill ever since then. But yeah. it's hard to like change your... Like habits that you know, at that point was your whole life, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, you just, it's really hard to make changes sometimes.
1: And it takes time. And sometimes I think it's not eliminating a bunch of stuff. Like if you have a sweet tooth, right, at the end of the night, it's not that. If I go say, Matt, you can't have your ice cream. You're gonna really resist you're, me. You're gonna want it. You're gonna more. want <laughs> it more. Yeah. So a lot of times I'll have patients instead of being like, eliminate this, eliminate this, eliminate this. I'm like, let's add a veggie at night. Why don't you have some beets? They're pretty sweet. Or no you know, some no, no beets. Oh sorry, no beets. But you know, go like try or make brownies that are like, yeah, they still have honey and stuff, but start transitioning. I think I just
0: things. saw a recipe for was it honey? It was a brownie recipe. I can't remember. Not maybe like a, less than a month ago. There's like avocado ones. Yeah, and that was stuff. it. But yeah, an avocado ones. They're one. actually pretty good. They are good? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're that was like, it. you can try. There's
1: probably like, you go to Pinterest. I'm like, I always say, like, go to Pinterest and not that, like, because anytime, like, you're still getting your sweet tooth up, right? You're still doing that, but it's a good alternative. So it's like, yeah, did I get my sweet tooth up for bed? But now I'm not eating the ice cream that's chocked with right. whatever going through. So small changes. And then also, too, like, I say, like, add as many veggies. So if I add, like, two cups of veggies in the day, eventually when I keep upping the good things like drinking water instead of coffee or whatever what ends up happening is you don't have room for the bad things you sacrifice the bad things instead of the good things um I'm not over bribery I bribe my kids to eat veggies <laughs> now I one's in the office with a prize like that type thing right. um but at the same time it's like we are role models for our kids so True. we I we have to like like Make those not just for us, but those changes for for our little ones watching us yep, too. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because say say shit in front of your kid.
0: Oh, um, I, I my daughter said the f word like a month ago. Uh huh. And I was like, oh my god. Well, Rebecca's yeah. looking at me like I'm like I know it's my fault. I'm sorry. And I didn't yell at Autumn. I was just like, what would you say? Because I thought I heard her say it. Yeah. But I wasn't sure. And then she said it again. I'm like. Please don't say that word. It's not. It, I'm like that's an adult word. You can use it later on in life. Uh-huh. I'm not gonna tell you what you do when you're an adult, but for now, please don't use that word. Yeah,
1: but that's how much we affect yeah. our kids. Like you think about it. Like you said, I, literally, I said, "Oh crap!" in the office. All the kids looked at me,
0: uh-huh. and we're like, "That's a
1: swear word." And I was like, "Oh no!" I'm like, "Oops, sorry, guys." Like that, but like, yeah,
0: like, I, I think I don't like think how many kids so be on words? Yeah, but.
1: It's, but just think about the gullibility as well. Yeah, like yeah. you know, like they see and they you
0: do like in, in, so someone who's impressionable, uh-huh. and they don't understand context. Me, see to me, it's not. I don't think there's anything such thing as bad words, but it's the context you use them in. Yeah. That's why I sometimes still you can call someone an
1: idiot and call someone an idiot and mean it, and then that's like a totally different feeling. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah.
0: Or you, yeah. There's yeah, exactly. It's all it's all in the context of everything you're saying, not just the one word
1: yeah it, so, it makes sense though but i mean it's just but at the same
0: time that, you don't want to hear your five-year-old saying the f-word either you know yeah, what i mean it's like yeah
1: because oh, they go to school and they tell I her like, 5 year i that. failed <laughs> I, you did not fail it's i literally like every parent like i, I give parents mad props i do not have kids of my own because like just even keeping a little human being alive like right on let's go like you gotta be like yes we're doing a good job but like it's also cool because like i think like the more you educate yourself and you learn different things you also make it a better life for them too so it's kind of but i I always don't be hard on yourself ever like your kid says the effort it is what it is yeah but you teach them like that's not a good word like it, it like i'm we, what are we never going to swear again?
0: I know, like, yeah, I mean, (laughs) mean, most people swear, like, I mean, at least sometime in their life. At some point, yes. Yeah. Yep. I always make fun of my mom. I love her to pieces, but she tries
1: sometimes to use a cuss word, like, oh my God, but," and I'm like, she's been a teacher it, for the last like 20 years i'm like
0: it doesn't sound it, right when you swear
1: yeah like dad and it, like like dad and his workers if they're at work and there's custom like they sound like that was the thing to do
0: but i'm like but you just don't I definitely okay. swear <laughs> way more working around guys if it's just yeah. guys like there's just f-bombs and everything flying off all the time <laughs> I, I, and it's like I, almost like almost like an instinctual thing yeah i don't know what it is when you're around either just guys or in a work setting you kind of talk differently and i don't know what it is about it but it just happens i have
1: no idea like the things i've heard my dad's burger say i'm like where did you even come with that like <laughs> it's actually impressive so, yeah it's uh, yeah it's wild though it's
0: okay so i want to get back to you were talking about we were talking about um people doing more kind of their own health care i think just something about having children and i was going to ask you are what what do you think about people having babies at home now i think that's i i'm seeing a lot of people doing that now like a lot it's blowing up
1: actually i think um because it's starting to blow up and one of the reasons why that is is because covid made it really hard um you could have one person in there that like usually you, I say to have like a birth team, like whether it's your parent and your spouse or like, you know, people who support you during it. Cause it, it it's a beautiful thing, but it's a, it's a lot of work. Like yeah. it's nothing, nothing easy about it. But, um, I personally will do a home birth. If everything is, you know, fine and dandy, like, well, I will do a home birth. I absolutely love it. There's resources like doulas and midwives, um, right. that you can use. You can even do like where you're kind of like, monitor at the hospital like if you have something going on but then you decide to do it at home i love it um i love the water births i uh it's it's amazing like we were designed to birth children women were designed to birth children and it's one of those things i think like we have the ability to do it um sometimes we really jump the c-section rate and stuff is going up pretty high and not because there's something wrong with baby but because we're one day past the due date or maybe it might be uh like just the doctors there that day or you know stuff like that and um brazil actually is one of the places that has one of the highest section rates Really,
0: Brazil. yeah and it comes
1: more of like what's going on that day do i have it you know like it's Uh kind of one of those things and um i think like
0: like the convenience of it yes yeah and see that's kind of what happened with us like originally when rebecca was pregnant with autumn she wanted to do a natural birth i'm like yes cool awesome yeah um, and then I think she kind of got scared a little bit and mm-hmm. she was like, let's do a C-section. Yeah. And I was like, whatever. I'm not going to try and talk you out of it. You know, it's, you know, like, I just, I don't think I know enough at that point. I didn't know what I know now. Yeah. I would probably try to talk her out of it now. Yeah. But, um, I was just like, whatever. That's fine. And it's weird. Like we, uh picked our daughter's birthday it was like an appointment it was really weird oh. it felt weird yeah we're, just, natural. Oh, we're going yeah. into the hospital to have our daughter now you know yeah it's, it 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 was just really weird it, um it worked out everything worked out great but beautiful child too yeah, yeah. That's,
1: i think there's a time and a place for that like right. time and place for c-section something's wrong like you know like going through there i'm like absolutely it saves lives right maybe like something's going on Mom. But, also too we do have to think about what the like why like why in the first place do we have vaginal births why didn't we just invent cutting out the belly right away um and also like it is a healing process everyone makes it seem like you're literally to move organs and you're cutting into the belly you're pulling baby out still there's still a lot of trauma on baby with even doing that so it's kind of like it's not the easier route by any means so i don't think even like like and unfortunately sometimes you do everything right in a birth and you still need to have a c-section you know what i mean Uh but also too it's one of those things that i think we're getting so like yep let's choose it kind of like that but we're missing like the bacterial aspect of coming out of the vagina. We're yep. missing there's I, some, the I didn't pumping know about motion. It
0: until maybe the last year or two I found yeah.
1: out about that. Yep. and you can do swabs where you actually swab and like get the bacteria and put it over baby's face after. Oh, I've never um, heard that, That's If they do have a C-section, so they're still getting like okay. the bacteria. Yeah. But also the pushing factor does it ignites it gets the lungs moving it gets like their head is coming through it's pushing that csf fluid through like it's everything is a process for a reason i think right so if you can i'm always like yeah like let's do it i do like i I do do a lot of work with women trying to get pregnant trying to prepare their bodies for that experience um like whether it's like nutrition or anything like that too so it's like one of my big passions is i love seeing pregnant women
0: um throughout pregnancy me too to i don't there. know why but i always say pregnant women are more attractive for some reason oh. i don't know what it is <laughs> surprised you don't have like eight kids i know <laughs> dude I, oh man i loved it when we we're back i was pregnant I, was, I loved it i don't know why but i loved it yeah so i, I a pregnant it. lady i'm like she's pregnant uh-huh they're adorable
1: i love it and it's it like was, you're carrying another life new yeah. think that's like the coolest thing ever like, yeah I hope like everything knock on wood like i've been preparing my body like trying to decrease my caffeine intake um taking my prenatal supplements for like last year uh and
0: you know both times we got pregnant she she did that she was taking prenatal vitamins yeah just making sure like it was like the walmart off the shelf cheap thing we could find yeah And, and both times we got pregnant that's what she one of the things she did
1: Yeah, and it's kind of just one of those things that you're like, you want to prepare your body the best you can for it and then go from there. And it's not, like, wrong if it just happens, you know, but I'm just always like, you know, I'm going to – hopefully get like through there, but um, I got certified in Webster certification, so it's a, adjusting a little bit different on pregnancy, but mm-hmm. basically more focusing on ligaments and that kind of stuff, oh, okay. um, and helping facilitate that open passage for um, baby along with that like nervous system, um, being in tune with everything. So it's a little bit different than what I do for you. Okay. Um, some of the moves I might do, like if I do a pubic bone adjustment or something like that, um, is from taking that course, though, but I, I love it. I, I I'm passionate about it, and I think like the the better like equipment we give our women who are pregnant. So like if we can keep their pelvis aligned, if we can get good nutrition, if we can help them like getting active, like doing exercises and stuff like that, more likely we'll have where that birth goes a little bit smoother. So, nice, that's yeah. awesome.
0: Yeah. So is there? Do you know? Are there a lot of women in like the Wausau area doing home births, like more now than say
1: a lot four of or I, five years ago? I would say like probably like 30 30 percent of my patients
0: really yeah
1: wow who i see um i don't know if i like just attracted like the women who like are interested in doing that um but i i have quite a few patients who have done it and it's it's awesome yeah it's pretty cool there's there's a midwife in the area um there's actually a couple midwives in the area from maryland um i think over Marshfield and stuff like that and then if you go like by green bay or those areas actually come to you when you're giving birth. Oh, okay. Um, which is, is pretty cool uh, coming through there. So I, I always think like, if there's no complicating factors
0: like coming through, like, you know, then usually like, you can do it. That's pretty awesome. I think yeah. that's awesome. I, I I feel like that's something families should experience.
1: And at least look into too. I yeah. mean, if it's not for you, I have some friends I said, I'm going to, I'm going to do a, the, my best to have a home birth, um, and a water birth. Like I'm going to do this, this and this, like, you know coming through and they're like i would never do that no way no way you know and i'm like okay like but like it's cool to kind of get them at least to have knowledge about that because maybe that is something they want to look to in the future um doing
0: i think probably one of the things that scares people is we've been doing things a certain way for mm-hmm. so long and you don't see that in movies yeah. anytime someone's pregnant in a movie or show or the hospital and that all that media stuff really programs people that's what they call programs they
1: I, program I encourage people to always like pathways mm-hmm. magazine um from icpa is one like the more positive stories you feel in your life the better because unfortunately it look your water um unfortunately like we hear like if you tell someone you're pregnant the first thing you do is oh my gosh i had this bad experience you know like i mean like i don't have kids yet and like literally i have like like just wait for it lexi like you're gonna tear like no and i'm like whoa like that's not what i want to hear when i'm like that fear instilled thing like right i, I don't want to hear that like thinking about having a child like so i think filling your head with more positive stories and like confidence in your body um if we can instill confidence in the process of birth the process of like my body can handle this um i think that's where you know you'll see more people Feel confident about their birth but we have program in society you watch every movie i mean every, mm-hmm. oh my gosh you know like even the olden day movies i mean the amount that like you know she's got complicated she's gonna you know mm-hmm. bridgerton or any of those ones like you see
0: like like i remember when i was a kid watching that i love lucy episode and th- so this would been that's in the 50s you know that's yeah. when the show was made or whatever in the 50s and like the husbands were all just in the waiting room like they're not even in the you know yeah. in in the the room with their wives. The back then the men just waited in the in the waiting room. Yep. And that was the thing. Yeah. Like why would you not I mean I'm maybe it wasn't that they didn't want to be but it just, just not what they even did then. Yeah. So that that I think is probably even worse cuz you're like that's that's pre- remo- removing the father pretty far away, mm-hmm. you know from the whole experience. Yeah. And then then you're just sitting in the waiting room with anxiety.
1: Uh-huh. So then you meet your baby and you're anxious and like whether things went okay or not.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, that's one thing I think that the support team. So like whether you have a significant other or like someone in your family that can support you through that process, having someone there. I mean, I think that's why like, I think seriously, people made decisions to do more midwifery because they couldn't have like their significant other in there with COVID. Yeah. Um, I mean, like how scary that like you have and like, it's not always the best communication. Like it's. It's you want someone there to support you. Um, When a couple of my friends had the home birth and did it, like the husband was in the tub, like, you know, like, like, or like, you know, right next to his significant other the entire time, you know, going through. So I think it's really, it's important to have at least a team. And if you don't have anyone like even hiring a doula, who's going to like, you know, be your advocate um, during the birth processes.
0: Explain what a doula is. Cause I just heard this term maybe a couple weeks ago when I was listening to a podcast.
1: I'm not like, so- um, they're not like a a midwife per se but they kind of monitor the pregnancy and like go through like if you have like a birth plan um different like a little exercises or different things like that i really I think it's kind of like you're basically you're like a patient advocate Okay. during the birth and they know what you want and they've like almost like they help you walk you through that process. Um, I'm not 100% on all the duties that they do, okay. um, but I, I'll definitely have like a, a doula at my just to, you know, like monitor a situation. Almost a wedding with. planner kind for, of. For, for having Seriously, babies. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. And like you might want to interview a doula and kind of see like more of what, but like from my understanding, like even stuff like, okay, like if you need help during the birth process or like after, like, you know, like I need help. Cooking, or I need like you know certain things like mm-hmm. they're like you're you're like kind of like, like someone who, beside it, your partner can be like a big help in the process. So like I'm always like the more people who you have on the same page and advocating for you, um, the better on that. Mm-hmm. So like cool. they know like if you like I do birth plans with patients, and a lot of times like and now Aspirus is doing, it, which is really awesome. But I'll do birth plans with patients and like go through like. What are choices that you want to make like do you want to clamp the cord right away do you want to let it wait like you need to have these things written and like known so that if baby comes out and you're boom right away or whatever then let's let's have those decisions now yeah
0: it, i don't even think i even knew any of that could be an option one autumn yeah do you know what i mean mm-hmm.
1: and i think um the one big shift you've actually, you can see is even, um, I had a couple of patients bring in their birth plan from the hospital and like, they're actually asking these questions now. Like, like, are you choosing cool. to do this? Yes or no? Like check yes or no, check yes or no, or like go through there. Good. Um, which is a good thing because that makes me think that at least like people are seeing that there's options. It's not just like one way and you have no choice going through because I think whether it's like an epidural or tocin or, you know, you have a choice in your healthcare, it, it, just like if you choose to see me or not, like you have that choice. Um, and you should be aware of
0: your choices. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, now here's one that I don't know how you're going to react to this, but out of anybody that you've known that has had babies, um, do you know of any of them that keep the placenta? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So tell us about that because that's something I kind of learned about within the last probably year as well. And that's something I would have never even, like, why would I do that? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit because I think that's really interesting.
1: It's, it's and a hot topic too. <laughs>
0: is it really? Yeah. I'm sure it is. Yeah,
1: because at first people were like, "That is disgusting," yeah. and, like that. and like, to me, like I. I definitely, like, I'll tell parents, like, if you've got your kids got pink eye, like, breast milk in the eye, you know, or stuff like that, like, you know, that kind type of thing. Um, and you see some tons of providers be like, yeah, like, our bodies are amazing. Um, it's to each their own, um, but, like, some people encapsulate it. Some push it into the ground, like, you know. When some cultures ground. eat it. Yep, yep. And some make lasagna out of it. Like, it's, there's a lot of health properties that relate to it, because think of all the nutrients going through. Mm-hmm. Um but it's definitely one of those things that, like, it, I don't know if it would hurt you. I mean, unless, like, it's something like.
0: Yeah, um, I don't know if I would do the eating thing their own on that, one, like, like, going through. There's also, um, th- this is where the, the conspiracy part for me makes it more interesting. Yeah. But there's, like, I don't even know how to even explain this without going way off into the Twilight Zone, but, like, From what i understand if you don't claim the placenta and take it with you it's almost like the state or whoever ends up getting it has like a claim on you what yeah it's really i I know nobody knows about this stuff so you have to look into that and i'll send you some podcasts where uh, i have to figure out which ones i i listen to so many that sometimes i forget where i hear stuff Uh but i'll find it and um I'll send it to you because it's really wild and it's like, interesting. Yeah it's, yeah, it's 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 almost like if we ever have another kid, I'm I'm bringing. I, I don't I'm not gonna eat the placenta probably, but I'll, 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 <laughs> Yeah, I know a lot of people do that. I'll yeah. do something with it, but I'm not leaving it behind.
1: More that the state has control because they can use it for like I don't know if they're, I mean to use it for their own benefit or. Interesting. it's Something
0: that's like it's so bizarre and so weird. It's it just is like it's wild. Huh. So that's one of those takes you down a rabbit hole and you're like, what is going I go down rabbit holes all the time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's kinda of switch it up a little bit. Let's go back to uh I was asking you beforehand about uh telling us some of some of the wildest things you've ever seen, uh either in school or in your practice, as far as like And it can be good or bad, as far as like the most insane thing you've seen in in chiropractic care, chiropractic care, whatever.
1: Oh man, Um, this one was the one I told you I was struggling with. Uh, I have a lot of like my favorite cases. I have a lot of insane things I've seen where I'm like, oh my gosh, like, you know, how is this person like functioning right now? Um, Man. I mean, you hear all the cool stories like how chiropractic even started, like was not from pain based stuff. But I would say, um one thing that's pretty insane to me is when I get pooped on. Pooped on? Pooped on.
0: By what? By who a person? Babies. <laughs> <laughs> oh babies. It was um, on you. So Oh like when you're doing an adjustment yes, or something?
1: So I'll get babies who like I'm like literally like I don't know how you're functioning because like they haven't pooped for like twelve days or eight oh. days and I'm like the, they've tried me relax. They've tried everything, like you know, going through. And the parents are like, "I just don't know what to do." And they come oh, yeah, here like sometimes scary. last resort, um, and like like trying to avoid doing like you know crazy things. And you'll adjust this kid, and the kid like usually, usually how are like, old are uh, they when this happens? This is like sometimes three months. I've had like oh, okay, that's pretty. You bad. know, three months, or you know, like just just babies in general. I've had like several, like all spanning. It might be even like year to you know three years old Still five little. year old you know like we're like all of a sudden like we're like clogged up and i'm like okay well you know we check them we do an exam we make sure everything's good but then usually um you adjust them and what'll end up happening is you will have a blow out. Oh yeah. Like blowout. And it, it might happen like like where I've had it, like where I get poop like it happens instantly or like as soon as they're like leaving, like you're like, bro, 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 and, like oh. or like the parents like call me and then, like, I just want you to know that my child, like, you know, and um like sometimes like it's it, all
0: over the inside of the car literally like they're like i'm,
1: I'm be like i'm kind of mad at you but i'm also really happy with you so i like you know going through but these kids like it just shows like okay so this is a little body hasn't had a lot of wear and tear besides maybe birth trauma right. or maybe a plane at the playground falls a couple times maybe fell off you know stools so these are like i guess i i don't want to say little traumas but traumas to the body that have not been there for as long as adults even and you you adjust this kid and they instantly have a reaction i think that's probably like i find that so crazy because it just instills me like i like i'm affecting the nervous system that much
0: doing something right
1: yeah because you you have nerves that go to your stomach i mean like going through like it, it it just shows that it's like absolutely awesome so i think like those are probably like like, and you have kids that, like, I literally, I'm like, this kid's probably going to, like, end up having disfigure. This- I don't know what they do if they're that, like, animals their entire life or something. They start getting adjusted, and their function of their body just goes so much better. Um, My other favorite ones are, like, you know, we talk a lot about ear fluid or, like, ear infections and stuff. And- I used to get ear
0: infections really bad.
1: Yeah, yeah. When I was young. And usually the recommended course. Which- Twos.
0: That's tubes or
1: um, antibiotics right away, and cellophane antibiotics, and you know, and there's a time and place for antibiotics too. The tubes um, worked. I don't the, think I've had
0: maybe one earache since I was seven years old. Since I had that,
1: yeah, and I would yeah. get them
0: bad. That's another pain that I experienced when I was younger, even once or twice as an adult. The earaches—they're so bad, you, you just almost can't even do. It. You can't even. Function.
1: And that's sometimes where you're I would like, want to, uh, like, to check you out or, like, see because, like, your atlas top on your body can also affect and, like, we can adjust ears. like really? So, like, yeah. yeah no, I no, think so I've so, seen... Uh, uh-huh. I've never had that
0: happen. they will have to try that on you I'll sometime. will have to do it on you, yeah. Um, you'll be like, ooh! But... The last time I got an earache, sorry to interrupt, but... I, um, oh, I did. Um, I just look up, I always look up home remedies when I get sick at home and it was like apple cider vinegar. We always have apple cider vinegar, almost always. We almost yeah. usually don't run out. We usually remember to get it before we run out but I apple cider vinegar with the mother, we always get it with the mother. We never don't get Yeah, We always get good stuff and sure enough like in less than a day my ear was fine. Yeah. So anybody listening out there <laughs> try, the apple cider. try the apple cider vinegar maybe before you do anything crazy yeah, go get surgery. Yeah. But well, it, and, the tubes did work for me. Yeah. Ugh, but. And I say time
1: and a place. Like, maybe like a kid who's really struggling like that, like, I'd be like, yeah, like, you're getting recurrent ones. Like, it is what it is. We got to get you. And they're
0: awful. But if we do it right away,
1: like, sometimes I'm like, oh, did we try everything before we did that? Like, see, my I'm parents, thinking, let's try didn't, it. My we mom was a nurse, so yeah. she was
0: all about allopathic medicine, and that was it, you know? Yep. I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and it, there's, yeah, I always just think, like, I'll probably try everything. Like, for my knee or I try everything if I have ear infection
0: before I go into yeah see realm. that's that's exactly what yeah. I do like why would I not look up something that is free at home that I might have yeah. before I go into a doctor yeah and if it doesn't work like, then you can still go to the doctor yeah that's exactly <laughs> so that's a, like I'm like a little more patient I think on that
1: <laughs> realm of things like where I'm like yeah like like even I had a bad injury where my low back I was adjusting a patient I actually created this. disc I was like oh crap um, it took me a while to heal, and actually, I probably would have been a perfect surgery candidate, um, but I did my laser therapy like nobody's business. I did traction therapy. My husband was adjusting me like twice a day. Oh, and wow. it,
0: it, it's not... Yeah, he not... adjusted me the one time you were out. Is that why you were out that one time? hmm
1: I like never... I never skip work, and that was yeah. the day that...
0: And he, that the, yeah. And yeah, he actually adjusted me the, that one day that I yeah. can... And you weren't here. And he's amazing, too. Yeah, he's the only other person ever adjust me besides you. So, yeah,
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, But it's just, it's quite like it. I'm glad I had the experience, but also, too, like it, it reminded me like how like i definitely at one point i called my husband i was like i need vicodin i need oh, i'm going to start drinking tonight I like i lost I it in. um but like when i was like literally i miss like oh well, it's organic and I, know I was the about feeling to go off the, the deep the edge no, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah um, i can't do like
0: it it makes me sick to my stomach and it doesn't it doesn't do anything for my pain at all.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's like everybody different, but like that's yeah. also like some of these like drugs, like opioids, like yeah, lead you to other things. So it's kind mm-hmm. of one of those things that I was like,
0: like, yeah.
1: Oh, I was ready to go. I was like, oh, but um, like I was patient and like had to like, and I don't usually take ibuprofen. I was taking like eight, um, like you know oh, a day and too. like that. So it was a good learning experience to understand what patients go through and mm-hmm. it reminded me like yeah like uh, thank god my husband's like pretty level headed because he was like you're the worst patient ever because here I know what I'm talking about and I like couldn't even think like I can't imagine like when people are in pain like how you interact like with everybody uh, like I was a lot less tolerant like I was a lot less like you know going through uh, yeah. but it was a good experience to have like now I'm like I'm very conscious on how I adjust I like healing like because it can take up to 18 months so you actually
0: heal. hurt yourself by adjusting somebody mm-hmm. oh, gosh,
1: that's and my I, I hear stories of my friends doing too and i was like that's not gonna happen to me Uh, and it was a bigger patient and i got it good and you know i oh i'm strong sometimes so yeah so i learned and now i'm doing a lot better ergonomically wise um and making sure i take care of me too but it's definitely one of those situations where you're like you wouldn't wish on anybody no i I can (laughs) imagine yeah Yeah. it took that time to heal
0: oh any other crazy stories like what's like maybe the most dramatic healing you've seen whether it was someone you worked on or just um, uh,
1: i think uh seizures um huh. yeah so like there is a i don't know if it was a vaccine injury or if it was a antibiotic injury or something but some kids like methylation levels, just it's it's wild but this kid um had an ear infection ended up going on um antibiotics and was having seizures this is not my patient um, and I can't say names or anything, oh, yeah, but, obviously.
0: but he was having him. seizures,
1: having seizures. Right. Like little Billy was having little seizures, Billy, yeah. um, and he started chiropractic care, and um, it took it took time, but they got his seizures down to one time a day, or That's like, and of- he was having like literally like. 20, 30 a day, like, basically, like, not able to function. Um, And unfortunately, uh, he got on another round of antibiotics and started having seizure again and, like, that kind of thing. And, like, wasn't able to get down to one a day even at that point. But, like, it was cool to see that nervous system trying to, like, just adjusting and nutrition-wise and doing that kind of stuff helped get that nervous system down to at least one a day instead of, you know, That's pretty crazy. That's pretty incredible. But it also was kind of one of those like, hard stories where you're like, like the person who took him into the antibiotics, like, didn't know, and they were the babysitter watching her, like, you know, that oh. same thing, and then it happened again. And it's kind of like, like not everybody will have that reaction by any means, do I mean that? But right. it was cool to see the effect of chiropractic in a positive manner, like, of this patient. But then you have where it, you know, you have this other side where like the decisions we make in like do matter quite a bit. Yeah. So that was probably one of the cool ones. Um, I have seen a lot of patients like who also have like seizures that like will not have seizures for a long time when they get adjusted. Nice. So I don't know exactly like all the mechanisms of it or like maybe even like the certain type of seizures, like why did their seizure go down? But it's cool to see
0: like. That is pretty happen. cool. I didn't I, well I've never had a seizure. Thank goodness at least not I didn't know of anyways. Yes. Uh but yeah that i'm sure that's scary mm-hmm. 20 a day i couldn't imagine what they do yeah
1: it was, and think of like there are people in these situations that like have lost hope and like i'm like it's kind of cool like like hopefully we're one of the first places but sometimes we're the last places to go to and it's cool to see that like that system your nervous system can be helped so much
0: that's so. Awesome. Yeah. Close. Um. Yeah, we breastfed. Well, we. I say we. It wasn't me. We. Not me. But (laughs) we decided to breastfeed. uh, Autumn. So, and I'm glad we did. It was like up until about 18 months, I think. Awesome.
1: So. Cool. So um, I know like right now, especially it's a hot topic um, because of like the formula shortages too.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, everybody's kind of like really anxious about it. It's been like really coming through. Um, I've seen some cool stuff where patients are actually who already have kids in their past that are starting to restart breast milk by inducing kind of breastfeeding and stuff like that. Um, but I think like, I always say like, um, breast is a little bit best. So like I you agree. can breastfeed, like there's so many health properties to yeah. it. Um, you never want to shame someone if they don't have that ability,
0: but I also think there's a lot of different options to do. I, I think a lot of people don't try either. Yeah. From and I mean, it's not like I talk to a lot of women, but from some of the people that I have talked to like either co-workers or whatever it seemed like they didn't really even try
1: it's a lot of hard work and i think it's been different because now women are working yeah i was just gonna say
0: working can't make it easy my wife is a stay-at-home mom so yeah
1: yeah so um i always think like do your best like absolute best like even if you're pumping like get it through there but like I think like see a lactation, see a doula, see a chiropractor, see, you know, find these different avenues that you can promote your breast milk and even like you may have to make dietary changes going through. But the your body is so smart that when a baby is sick or like anything's going on there, your breast milk changes so that it can help that baby um and that's cool yeah yeah, yes i don't think i knew
0: that i mean it makes sense but i don't think i knew that that's Mm -hmm. So, so like the mom's body will change uh to according to the needs of the baby yeah that's really cool
1: yeah and also that kind of skin to skin contact helps that baby emotionally, mentally, it's brain development. You need that, you need that time there. Um, but for people who can't do it, I'm always like, one, I challenge everyone to look at the formula ingredients and also look up yeah. recalls. <laughs> um, I, I probably get myself in sticky situations cause I freak out all the time, but like half the stuff in the formula, like I wouldn't eat myself. I would have very bad GI issues with it. Um, I'm going to do a challenge one of these days and just take like the top formulas and eat them for like a couple weeks. Oh, you're going to do that? I'm going to oh, do dude. that. Oh, and man. I'll, I want to see what my body does because I'm dude, a very...
0: That would make a great documentary. And uh-huh. I don't want to get into documentary making.
1: Yeah, so like we take a group that. of people and be like, yeah. hey, let's try this for- most common formula and see how our bodies react because I'm a pretty clean eater. Obviously, I've indulged in like adult beverages and stuff before, but like in general i'm a clean eater so if i add formula i should do better right should i do better with it
0: i honestly don't know what the logic even is i mean so you would think if for a mother who is having trouble i mean the idea of of formula makes sense yep but so everybody feeds their baby formula it seems like yeah i know i know there was times where we had to a little bit we would always have some on hand yeah um but we tried to never yeah. If we if we could help it. And even then it.
1: too like there's a lot of different options. So I feel like a lot of people are po- pushing in the corner like this is your only option, this is an insurance covered option, like here we go mm. like going through. And uh like just look, like I took apart the ingredients on a lot of the most common ones. I was like, first ingredient's sugar-based. Um, next ingredient's Soy, next was ingredient sugar-based, yeah. next ingredient is soy-based, next ingredient is carrageen, or C-A-R-R-A-G-E-A-N, um, which was taken out of almond milk. There's a huge stand on that because it was bad for your health and possibly carcinogenic. Um, oh, so like God. like when you start looking at that stuff, I'm like, okay, so look at the ingredients, look them up yourself. Like yeah. I don't have to look them up for you um, but, and yeah. start looking up the research behind each of the ingredients and be like, okay, would I eat this?
0: Um, and then look then, at what's in formula and say a country in Europe versus what's in so, a formula in America or Canada. Options, And it's going it, to be completely different. Yes. Uh,
1: um, options wise, a lot of times I'm like, okay, like you have options. Like I hate when people are like, I don't have any options. Goat I'm milk, like goat's milk is the closest to woman's yeah. milk. Um, yep. And you can, I have recipes. Is there?
0: Does it matter the species of goats or I have not? No yeah. See, I don't know that either. Um, but uh, one of the one of the podcasters that i listen to um he's been saying that for years like uh goat's milk is the closest thing to like human milk and like it's you know i don't really like milk i've never been a milk drinker um i would try raw cow milk because i've never tried that but i don't i don't really like milk all that much but i really i really want to get goats one day because um i mean i think if i had had goats you know how many people could that can't get formula could yeah. I, I could be helping yeah. provide for some of those people yeah. in some way, and our goal has always been like not always, but in the last I don't know four or five years to get goats and chickens and stuff like that. And if I had if I had already done that, man, we I could have been providing a service for a lot of people locally yeah. that can't breastfeed and. You can't get, I mean, I don't know. Is the formula still hard to get right now? I don't even know.
1: I haven't been watching the yet so it kind of drives I, me nuts. I know, I don't, I
0: don't watch either. <laughs> yeah, but I have but patients
1: who are stressed over it. Really? Like, even, we have the Carbita at the front. Yeah, I like, saw that. Didn't have a shortage. Holly and Holland are from Europe. They're more expensive brands. Yeah. But they're also a little cleaner than a lot of the yeah. other ones. Um, the other one is making your own with goat's milk. Come yeah, on. I was going
0: to say, we we ha- we did have powdered goat's milk at home. Not for, yeah. Not, because, not to give to just Autumn, but like, we just had it because like, we don't really drink a lot of milk. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's great options. The other one is like, there's like literally so much breast donation milk that we don't really talk about, like little treasures. Um, you can, like, there's, like, actual Facebook groups that Yeah, I was gonna say, I've quality. seen on
0: Facebook, you yeah. know, posts like, they've, they've, yeah. they've produced so much that it's more than what they need.
1: Yeah, so sharing is caring. I mean, look that up in, like, a lot of the places yeah, that you're
0: Just even your on Marketplace, you know, mm-hmm. and that's not even, like, something I'm, I'm not, like, looking for women trying to... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, there's so many You, just, up, you just, like, yeah. go through the ads, you know, yeah. see something on there.
1: Yeah, so there... I, I just, like not that like i'm like if you choose to do formula that's your you choose it but just make sure you're making educated choices on what you're doing um and look into other stuff like look into this even if it's something like i'm like anything's better than nothing like if you get donation for breast milk or you can donate it like do it because some right. people like if you honestly cannot produce milk like then it it is what it is at that point like good or bad let's choose to like just make healthier decisions then. yeah yeah so the the donation the treasure one or whatever like i just I just think it's awesome, like that there's those opportunities and some of them like if you're not getting it from like a random, like you want to make sure you trust the person.
0: Yeah, I was but, gonna say that that would be my thing. Like yeah. if I had to get uh, breast milk from someone that I've never met before. Yeah. I, I mean I feel like in this in, in where we live here, I'd feel more comfortable with it. I, yeah. I feel less sketched out about it. But yeah. I can see if you're anywhere in a big city, I would really wanna know someone or know someone that knows the person. Yeah, you we know have what it mean? tested.
1: You can get it tested. I, or so like I didn't even know that. Organizations get it oh, okay. get it tested. That if you're going to there and then they distribute it. So I would just be conscious on that, like, because you don't really know what other people are doing in their lives. So, um, and but like also, you know, it's it's just okay. I see what you're saying okay, yeah.
0: like well, if they're on any substances or anything like yes, that. Yes, like
1: you like substances or even like like a, a lot of medications or anything. Like yeah, that. Like, right, right, right. You just want to make sure that they're not so you can get it tested for things like that. Okay. Um, coming through so it's it's a good opportunity but i really think it's relevant right now too like like people are scared they're scared of their minds they're angry about it they're like that but there's always options there's yeah. always always options and people like it is amazing like the one thing about covid or the one thing about like crises is the people step up
0: like, yeah i to say steps as, up as awful and... as covid was on a lot of uh, convenience levels mm-hmm. um there, there have been a few good things like the the birthing stuff, and mm. there have been some good things that have come out of like it. Maybe people, people appreciate a little
1: people-people time more. Like, yeah. Like, even for me, like, being able to say hi to people at the grocery store again, and them not run away from me. <laughs> thank God! Like, I was like, oh my God, I used to love going to the grocery store just to say hi to people, and, like, it was actually, like, depressing when they'd be like, oh, oh, you know, like, and I'm like, you're living in so much fear, like, holy crap. Oh, man. Um. Like, yeah. I can't imagine living in that fear, but no, also me neither. too, like, I, I'm like, I'm suffering because like, no one will say hi to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I thank God for my I patience. Yeah. If, I didn't,
0: and I, if yeah. I didn't know you in the store, and, and we would have bumped into each other. Yeah. I'm like, hey, if you would have said it, I don't usually approach people and talk unless I know them yeah. when I'm at the store because I'm usually... Um, I'm in a go mode. You know what I mean? I'm, a, I'm in, I've got a, I've got a goal. So I'm not really yeah. looking to talk to people in the store unless I know them. But if you would have said hi to me, I've been like, Hey, how's it going? Cause yeah. I was not afraid at all during the whole, yeah. the whole thing. I was more frustrated of how people were behaving and stuff like that, but I, I was never... I was really to it. grateful. But it would have been nice if I bumped into you at the store, well, actually. And I was
1: grateful to have you as a patient, um, and like, a lot of my patients I was so grateful for because, like, for me, I am a social social bee. Like, I love human interaction, right? And, uh, like, if I hadn't had the patients during that time, like, You know all like and my husband and like support like i probably would have been in a rough mental state um but i got to see all of you every day and honestly like it made my day like i'm so grateful because like I, I, I love you guys. So it's like, yeah. I, I literally got to interact and I feel like people got to interact with me and like yeah, keep and on I, that same level for
0: a I love things. coming in here too. Yeah. Like, sometimes it's a highlight of my week. Yeah. Like, we have these like, yeah. unfortunately the adjustments are only like what, five, ten minutes. Oh, so sometimes 10, our conversations yeah. aren't very long, but yeah. they're sometimes so good. I'm like, oh, I wish I could add more time to talk to Dr. Alexi, you know? Yeah. But I mean, you know, it I really to hang is. out with all my patients <laughs> like every day, like all day. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, guys are all cool.
1: Like, let's hang out. Yeah, um, you have a sure. few who just want to get the heck out of here because they're like, that lady's nuts, but really, I mean, well, not really, but like, you know, they just like, they're like, we don't have time to chit chat, let's all go, you know, yeah. But um, a lot of them, like, they're like, yeah, like, it's it's fun. Like, we want you to have fun here because yeah. so we want it to be a safe place for people to go to and enjoy.
0: I guess, just, so. yeah, I guess you how if you're kind of an introvert, you probably don't want to talk to anybody that you don't really know well, break them out of their Actually, yeah. I en-
1: I enjoy sometimes introverts. I'm like, I almost enjoy because like I'm like, oh, like what do you like to do? All oh, this like I feel like I'm like I want to know all about you, and you're not giving it to me. I right know away, you're so. withholding. <laughs> Stop withholding! I want to learn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know what you
0: mean. Yeah, I enjoy that. So that's awesome. Yeah. So do you usually get introverts to open up after a certain amount of time? Usually pretty well.
1: Yeah. Um. Sometimes I don't even realize like later on in care they'll be like yeah like. I don't really, I'm like, oh, did you do blah, blah, blah. Oh, that must have been so fun. They're like, no, it was horrible. I went to this event and so many people, I'm like, really? I'm like, are you introverted? I won't even know because oh, like they're oh. like, they, they just talk. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I didn't realize you were introverted. They're like, yeah, like, I, I, I usually don't talk to people. Up. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, Honor <laughs> You know, like, nice. it's exciting. So yeah, yeah, yeah when they open of, up, it's awesome.
0: I'm kind of like, depends on my mood if I'm introverted or extroverted yeah. like I, I really do I am pretty social I like to talk to people but usually it's people that I like and know yes Um, and then like I don't really like going to well I have a harder time shopping with Rebecca and Autumn mm-hmm. because I can't just go you know if, yeah. if I'm gonna go to the store and this might be a guy thing I don't know it's like this is what I need get in and get out as quick as I can that's yeah. just usually how I'm in shopping and they yeah. like to look around yeah. which is fine so I kind of have to like be more patient uh, and like Kind of stresses me out sometimes when I'm at the store. Cause <laughs> I just want to, i just have the goal. I want to get the goal done, you know. Yep. And they want to kind of take the time. Chit chat. No, yeah, I just kind of take your time. Yeah. And I just want to move and um, yeah. So sometimes at the store I get bad anxiety. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and I think it's- and then
0: one thing that bugs me is when, okay, as a big person, I'm pretty conscious of everything around me. Like I usually don't bump into anything very yeah. often. I can't stand it when people are just standing in the middle of the aisle and they have no clue anybody's there like dude i don't get know. out of the aisle you're they're blocking so the whole sorry. And it's like the the ones are the worst so like they have their basket at an angle and they're blocking the rest aisle. like dude get to one side of the aisle or the
1: other i think it's because i'm a character <laughs> here and i am in people's space all the time but uh, like so I have no that? spatial awareness like oh. when I walk through the airport I hit like eight people I'm like I'm so sorry you know oh, really? and then like even like uh I put my cart to the side but I'll like go and like stand and like touch shoulders with someone and like not even realize I'm like that close to you oh. and then like so imagine like COVID. Oh, like I'm like usually oh, right there, there and like freaking out yeah, yeah and uh like even like just like oh blah blah I'm like talking and like grabbing stuff with them or like that type <laughs> thing like I have no spatial awareness so like I'd probably be your worst enemy at the store if you didn't know me you'd be like this girl's been by me three different times like you know going through
0: i mean yeah some people like it's like they have no clue anybody else yeah. is in the store at all i'm like dude and, and me i i'm just like i'm trying to always what, what's around me i don't want to knock anything over or not get anybody so i'm usually pretty conscious about what's around me but i just sometimes it's like it seems like people just they're they're not even there it bothers me. Yeah. I get really interested think, in stories, but well,
1: unfortunately, too. I do think some people aren't there in the aspect like mm-hmm. their brain somewhere else. Like I think yeah. we don't live in the present sometimes. sometimes. Like we're truly like I'm just like. Not ditzy, oh. but like I'm just not like accidentally hitting everybody. Sometimes I think like if you watch people drive, are you drive, a good driver or a bad driver? I'm a horrible driver, oh, yeah. but I'm aware of my surroundings. Oh, okay. Um, like very aggressive, non-accident. what you noticed know me the other day? Uh, I did. <laughs> but I look in people's car, and that's oh. how I know okay. that a lot of people don't know their surroundings. I will stare at people oh. in their car. It sounds really creepy. No, I used to do I, like, that as a truck driver and I'm, like, too, because well, I, I was tired. I wonder what they like up. doing, or like I wonder their story. But some people are so unaware and like so yeah. seems disconnected, almost like sad driving that I'm like oh like you know like i i guess like that present moment like i'm like like every time i drive i notice something different i try to notice something different whether it's a house it's oh, like cool. you know going through it's just trying to be present because it's so easy to become way out there where like it's almost like you're doing the motion you're not actually yeah. like feeling anything with yep, it yep i know what you mean um so literally i will challenge myself because i i am like a one of the most least observant people you'll ever meet and the aspect, like, like you get a haircut I'll be like, oh man, you got you trimmed your beard off <laughs> except, like, driving like, a car, like, I will be like, there's a tree over there, cool, but, like, the next time I drive by I'm like, I didn't see that there's a bridge next to the tree like, you know, oh. like, just stuff like that so I tried to be
0: in the That's probably the a room. good uh, a good thing to practice. Mm-hmm. I, I've got to tell you this story. So, I, my I used to have this friend and he was, like, one of those people that was, like almost never in the present i mean when we'd be hanging out and i'd work with him too so that's when he was usually not there yeah because when we were working his mind was just always thinking about whatever work oh okay. just he was just thinking about anything else but what we're doing right now Yeah, and he would always drive yeah. and um so he was he would not pay attention yeah. he was the worst and um there was more than one time at a light by his house so you know a light or uh, an intersection that you know he would, driven, he would drive through all the time yeah. Um, we would get up to the light and it would be a blinking red light okay so in his mind all he sees is red and I'm just like blinking red dude you can go and then like a few times I was just like alright I'm not going to say anything I want to see how long he'll sit here before he realizes that it's still a blinking red light and not yeah. not just a red light, yeah, he would sit there for, like, minutes. He'd have no clue. Yeah. Because he'd see red, and that's all you'd see. He oh, wasn't paying attention to what was going on. He was yeah. in his head somewhere else, and it would just be, like, minutes. And, like, all right, dude, you can go. It's blinking red. It's not a red light. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So put that in perspective now with people who are on their phones all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I think like, cause I'll get sucked into it. They're perfectly programmed for us to end mm-hmm. there. there. Yep. Um, I I literally like, I, like, and my husband will call me out cause I'll scroll Facebook and uh, he'll be like, you weren't paying attention to anything I'm doing or saying. Like we call each other out for it. And I'm like, you're right. I am so sorry. Like. I, you just like you're not in it like when you're distracting your brain and not being there Mm -hmm. like just like the guy with the blinking light like it's just not there like it's same with like these contraptions Mm -hmm. like we're not there presently we're not there 100% and then that's where you like your relationships start feeling too so it's kind of just like I, I don't know like do as many whatever look on Pinterest or whatever you want to, or you're like, like practice trying to be present and like even enjoying the time and space and moment you're in because like, I don't know if like you guys would have had a bonding moment at the stoplight or something, but even just conversation or like, you know, that kind of stuff, it, it matters. It, it makes a difference if you're not there for it. It's like, okay, how do I get there? Yeah. Yeah. So that's especially cell phones.
0: Yeah. Cell phones can be dangerous. I I try to make, uh, yeah, I try to make myself a little more aware of how much time i'm spending on them but i'm, I'm terrible put, too I'm put bad. it down when you
1: get home like put it down and just like spend at least like be like okay you have 30 minutes at the end of the night that i'll go on and like do whatever because facebook like marketing and stuff like that like have to do that and then or like pinterest or like that but i try to stay off of it once i'm home because it's just obviously there's like you know you need to use it but you get sucked into it and you'll be on it all day yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yep. how does a poop take 45 minutes? Unless you're super, super constipated, you're on your phone. Like, that's what you were doing in there. Like, like if, uh, Matt went lost for an hour. What was he doing? Oh, he was on his phone. Or he was taking a poop. No, he wasn't. He was on his phone. Like, there's a certain people who have to get naked for their poops. But, like, you know, most people, like, it's a 10-minute process max. And, you know.
0: Right. <laughs> the other part and was on just, like, stretching it out. Uh-huh.
1: And, like, not in a good posture position. <laughs> right. There,
0: you know? I can imagine, Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's do this. Uh, we got to wrap it up pretty soon here. Let's do the probably the last question: is what's your favorite conspiracy theory and why? Hmm.
1: Like, Hulk again? how extravagant? of one
0: do you want? Uh, I don't know. It's your favorite one. Which one or which one intrigues you the most and why?
1: I have like a lot of them. I love. Uh, not that I believe them all, but I love talking about conspiracy Me theories too. and I love hearing about them and like I love doing research into Me it too. Um, because eventually you go down this like, pit hole or you're like, what the heck? I'll probably keep it simple, um, the 5G one. So 5G yeah. taking over the world and harming our bodies and yeah. um, really affecting our brain and our, our bodies in general. Uh, I So I am someone who on my, my baby registry. I have, like, EMF blankets and, like, nice. the little, like, nuts that will go around the baby's bed and stuff. And oh, that's a good know, idea. Go through there. Um, but I I have, I've gotten books. I've done, like, a lot of research on it. And that's probably my favorite one because I think it's very naive to think that we have, we run on frequencies and we don't have any effects by all the stuff that's yeah, around yeah.
0: us. Um, uh. Do you know, oh, there's a lady, I, I know her last name, I'm trying to remember her first name. Her last name is Smallstorm bell? Right, I'll send you links for her stuff. I can't remember her first name right off the top of my head, but her last name is Smallstorm. Okay. Um. Yeah, so I was listening to a podcast yesterday, and actually it was this, it was this morning. Well, I was at work. So last night, maybe. I can't remember exactly. My days get confused. Yeah. Through, through shift, so sometimes I can't remember what days whatever. was, um, whatever. And uh, so someone was talking about how Okay, so I'll tell you one of mine, and this is one we've kind of gone over on the podcast before. So I don't feel too weird talking about it. Some stuff I don't really want to talk about because too far. Yeah, so for some people can't handle it. their brain shut off when you start talking about certain things, uh-huh. and they just they just they can't take it in. Um, but uh, nuclear bombs. Okay, so I don't think they're real. I think bombs are real, and obviously nuclear power is real. Um, but I don't think nuclear bombs are a real thing. I think they're. I think it was a psychological operation and I think they still use it to this day to try to keep people under control. You know, So, you know, like if you ever seen a movie where like someone uh, robs a bank but they just have their, their fingers in the jacket. Yeah. And like they say they have a gun, but they really don't. And like the bank teller, even if they like, even if they know, they're supposed to still just comply because maybe they do have a real gun even if you think it's just their fingers. Yeah. But I mean, if two people say they have guns under the table and you can't see what the other person has, You know, you kind of come to a draw where no one's actually got a gun at all. Yeah. You just said you did. And I think that's what nuclear bombs are. So here's how this ties in with the 5G thing. So yesterday I was listening to a podcast and someone said that they think it's possible that they're going to fake a nuclear uh, bomb attack with 5G because some of the things that uh, are supposed to, you know, happen with radiation and stuff from a nuclear fallout is what 5G does. Yeah. So I, I'm not saying that's gonna happen. I hope it doesn't happen because I hate false flags and all that. But if that does happen, uh, I'm, I'm saying that you know I'm warning people. Maybe that's a thing. 5G because yeah, like blankets and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Copper. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, the 5G. I mean, I really have. That's one of those ones I really didn't look into too deep and. The reason was, I mean, it's not that I didn't find it interesting, but it just seemed like so inevitable. Like, by the time people already found out we were going to get 5G, it's like, well, is there anything I can really do to stop it? It's like, you almost feel kind of defeated at that point. Oh, like, because it's like, it's already it's already coming and now it's already here. So,
1: okay, so for me, like anything I hear that you tell me, like you can't do it or it's gonna happen, I'm like, I'm gonna bunker oh, down yeah. and do it. Like, I'm like, it's game on. So when I heard about the 5G stuff or like, I was like, I'm gonna do one research because people are gonna ask me about So anything that right, gets kind of wild, true. I have to do my research because patients will ask me and granted like I don't want to sound like I'm off my rocker or like that I'm very uneducated on different health topics coming up Uh so uh, I did some research on it and like the book um, I'll have to get the name of it it's like literally like uh, surviving EMFs or something like that but basically it was like different things that you can do to make like dirty electricity be better and like how you can at least make changes in your life so that you're not having the 5G all around you Um, unfortunately like if we live like we have neighbors right across from us like we're probably like a hot spot for things going around you and like i what do i do when i get my car i bluetooth or call people which is like making it worse so like I'll give you i'll have to give you that book for a little bit and you can read it but right. it helps you because i don't think we're ever defeated like we'll no, we be away I think from there's
0: it w- things you can do to mitigate it yes well flat out I, what i meant was like you just can't you can't just get rid of 5g it's already it's, here. it's already it's, a thing yeah i don't, I don't it's actually use be. a microwave we oh, have not yes. for i mean i've used them at work a few times yeah. or whatever but we haven't owned one and uh, ever since we moved into our house because. We literally don't have enough counter space for one, even yeah. if we did want one. And when we did have one in our other when we had a smaller apartment, we would only use it like either for the timer, you know, just to, yeah. or we would get like my uh steam, you know, microwave steam vegetables and yeah. we would do that and that'd be about it. But now like I've been not using microwave so long that it doesn't seem like an extra step for me to do whatever you would do with the microwave on the stove. Top or yeah, the stove or which is huge, which yeah. is absolutely huge. So, so. it takes a little while to kinda like you have to like do your meal prep planning and all that a little bit differently but i it doesn't bother me at all that yeah I don't have a microwave. which is actually
1: huge so yeah. if you could make those
0: changes yeah well, it's it's not that big a deal i don't yeah. think and it, you know you can still make popcorn without a microwave we do
1: that every day Stovetop, <laughs> even better than the microwave I pro- have an air, air popper we have an air yeah, popper air and poppers. then
0: i use coconut oil on the
1: mm-hmm.
0: and salt those milk. are
1: my book here
0: your cold coconut oil oh uh, yeah I, there, there. We, dude i've been we've been using coconut oil for probably 14 or 15 years
1: yeah and did you notice though so i've been using it probably same amount of time when it started becoming a trend or like you know getting up there we're yeah yeah yeah
0: we definitely CM were just asses. just a little bit before it was really trendy yeah. well I, mean, I don't know if it was like i mean i i guess as, as soon as i found out about it we just started buying it all the time so it was yeah. it was easy enough to find, but not... uh not like it is not. Like now you can get it at the Dollar Tree, so literally. you have to be careful though with that because <laughs> yes, a lot of patients, I'm like,
1: uh, you know, they're like, oh, I just, I, and I did it because like, I am like, where tricky, tricky, tricky is when things become very popular, Yeah. other companies get involved with it. So if you look at some of the backstays, you're like, this isn't even coconut oil. Um. So doing your research and making sure you're getting good quality products, because if you like, same with olive oils, I mean, I can yeah. go, like literally this podcast could be 10 hours, but I know. we start we start infiltrating the system, right? And you know, things that like, okay, olive oil is good for your heart. It's good for this, it's good for that. Um, Fish oil is really good for your heart. Like da da da. Well, then what happens is we get people who get into that system. So whether it's big companies and stuff and we get rancid olive oil, we get additives, we get things in there and they're calling it olive oil still. Well, oh my goodness. Well, now olive oil is not good for your heart. It doesn't do this because it's not actually olive oil. Like you know what I mean? Same with coconut oil, it became trendy big market got into there and all of a sudden we're like hey like you got to be conscious about what you're buying like it's unfortunately like we set up (laughs) our food industry in which you can't just go and say hey this says it is what it is yeah and that's what it is yeah you actually have to look at and be like this is not what it is sweet potato chips are not always just sweet potatoes like there's tons of stuff added so i think like we have to be conscious consumers now because no one's gonna Put it on the
0: label for us. No, it's
1: it. And if they well, do, at like, you they still have, have, to, have to look. At least yeah. they have
0: to put the ingredients on there. Yes. yes. You know, it's an alcohol. They don't. Look oh, at an alcohol can. I know they, they, they have don't have to. Oh, they don't have oh. to put what the ingredients are in there. Oh
1: yeah, and I've heard theories on that. I too, don't. I, so. I
0: actually haven't looked into that, but I just yeah. know that like whenever I have like a can or something, I'll look and nope, it doesn't say what the ingredients never actually really, are. I didn't really think
1: about that. Nope, I yeah. guess if it's a hundred percent tequila or something like that. But you know, there's probably a little additive to make it last a little longer or something.
0: Yeah, I, I have no idea. Yeah, that's but... a good
1: one to look into. But yeah. yeah, so I think it's it's definitely interesting, but you have to be a conscious consumer now. Like, unfortunately, you try to make good, healthy decisions for yourself and people get to feel defeated because next thing you know, you're looking at like the olive oil and you're like, oh my God, it's good olive oil. Like, yeah, hi. it
0: does feel like a little defeating sometimes oh. when you hear about like, oh, come on, now I can't use that.
1: Yeah. So I actually listened to, it's called Metabolically. It's an MD who wrote it and um, it was a podcast or a book actually. And then read through and okay. uh, I was like, I almost like you want to make changes. Like, it's not like you have to make changes like that, unless like maybe you have cancer or something that you're like, Hey, I need to eat better and do better. But like that, like what happened was I started reading it. I got so much anxiety over buying stupid oil. And, like, looking at, like, certain meats or doing this because of, like, how much was, like, he went through on it in the book. Like, what isn't real? What's been added? What's, like, what are things that they're doing, like, basically, like, in the market? And I, like, it was almost like I was, like, questioning everything I've ever bought. And I'm, like, right. educated on that stuff, right?
0: Yeah. But, like,
1: so I'm thinking, like, yeah, I, like, spent, like, mediocre money on, like, the olive oil. Now I'm, like, i got to look for this label. Like, I, like, literally was, like, pacing looking for a good cheese because of, like, you know, the stuff you heard about other cheeses. Oh my, God, oh my God, you know, just stuff like that where you're like, you don't wanna overwhelm yourself or you don't make any changes, but slowly make them.
0: Like, so I heard someone say um, with things like olive oil, um, m- look for ones that say single sourced. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. So but, if you have like Spain, Italy, da, da da, like all these different sources on there, Olive oil actually shouldn't stay very good very long. It should go rancid very quickly. Okay. So, like, things like um, when he was talking about it, and this is where I learned it, because then I started tasting it, and I was like, gosh, the olive oil I've been tasting isn't what olive oil that like is like COOH, like from California, one source, like, you know, sent over here right away. Shouldn't stay very like for very long. I don't know what the max date is, but um, essentially it had like a whole different taste. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I've been getting like the cheapest olive oil you possibly can get. (laughs) Um, Like literally that's me. Like I am a cheap buyer usually. And I was like, okay, so this is gonna be worth spending that extra little, like I think it was 15.99 for a bottle from California. That was COOH approved. That's that's not terrible. Um, yeah, and it probably was about this big, so double what you usually pay, but right. also like I was like at peace knowing like
0: okay. Yeah, and <laughs> y- here's something funny. After I heard that, that was probably maybe a week or two ago that I heard that did about I the single source. No, oh, no I we that. did talk about it briefly. Okay. um but I heard it just before that. I don't okay. remember, maybe a few days before we talked about it. But um, I saw the other day we were at I think Target, and I was down the oil aisle, mm-hmm. and like. They're putting on the labels now, like, no, globally sourced or something. So, like, it's from everywhere. Like, but they're making it like that's the good thing because yeah. you're helping out the whole world. Yeah. So, it's almost like an inversion. Yeah. And uh, I, marketing, dude, sometimes I, it yeah. drives me nuts. Yeah. Because people just... fall for it. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, cool. We're helping the whole world out because we're buying something that was made all over the place. But with, and oil that's i guess that's not what you want you want something that's from a single source yep and you
1: know, like don't take yeah, i always say like don't take just my word don't take just your word for it people need to do their own research like yeah. you need to look up stuff you need to educate yourself listen to different sources think about it like think about it like like would that make sense if you know all oil goes rancid pretty faster that the you know what i mean right so, and like, think about
0: also like what what would somebody have done how would they've gotten their oil 150 or 200 years ago would it have been from all over the world no it would have been from a farm either your farm or your neighbor's farm or a village not too far away their farm it would have been very local yeah and i i i I live by that i try to when i can i mean obviously you can't with everything but i try to get anything i can get local i try to
1: yeah and that's kind of even like we um started growing our own gardens. We have a ton of lettuce. Lettuce prices have gone insane on um, yeah, like just like I think we were spending like twelve dollars like a week because we eat so much salad or lettuce oh. and stuff like that for organic ones. So we started growing a bunch in our backyard. Nice. Um, but like it's it's crazy like just and it's not very hard to do. It's just that resources of, yep, let's let's try it and then have that resource available to us. So like that makes me when I go when I have the experience and I like always like in the future like my kids have experience where I go I pick it myself, get it all ready and then make it there. Like it it's it's doing something amazing for your body because you're your having family. the experience and your yeah. family and learning to be patient with your food too because a lot of times <clears throat> you know we there's reasons like. Like when people started hunting and gathering and doing those type of things, it took time to get it. You didn't always have the same thing. You didn't always, um, like you literally had to take time to like, like pick it out. So it wasn't like it was just ready right away. Um, it took time to cook it. It took time. So like a lot of times we're like, we expect it just to boom, right on right. the table. And you don't even have that like growth, like you get hormones out, your saliva does something different. Like your whole body's so smart that it knows when it's going to eat. Well, if I'm just like both, like, let's go and then like keep running through my day. Um, we're not even chewing our food enough, you know what I mean? So I feel like I probably do. Fun. I'm a
0: pretty slow eater.
1: I'm a horrible eater. Like and I've had to like slow myself down because I'll give myself like oh, oh like my heart starts hurting because I'm like, yeah, eating, I and I eat pretty slow. Yeah.
0: So I always have good. though. Chewing, yeah.
1: flutterizing is what they call it. And a lot of people who have GI issues, I actually like my first recommendation is chewing
0: more. Just I do have a problem with like, oh, you should be chewing this many times. I, and it's like I can't do that. I just swallow when I feel like the food's ready yeah. to swallow. But yeah. I, I eat pretty slow, so I don't know. I'm, I'm, I for someone, for them. me,
1: like, I don't count my food by any means, but I have to remember to even, like, chew, like, three bites. Oh, really? Like, I will uh, eat a steak. Oh. and I, I will eat oh. a steak I'll choke, I'll choke I'm, on a
0: steak if I don't chew it enough. Yeah,
1: so it's just simple things like that. You can make big changes in your life that, like, it's not always like the extravagant things that cost a ton of money that make the big changes. It's the things that you do every day. like And even like mindfulness or whatever you want to do. Those are things that will make it so like you can be happy a little bit more in life. And that you can succeed and like your body can adapt to all the things that we have going on. So
0: Yeah. yeah. I like that you're doing your own garden. I've been wanting to do that, but like, I don't know, as a renter, it's like, ugh. I, I like don't want to dig up the ground the and I yeah, yeah. I'd have to build raised beds and I just, I never make time to do stuff like that. It's like, oh. so we actually, but I need to, I need, I feel like I'd actually do better with animals and growing food. That's just me, but yeah. I, I can't yeah. do that either. I mean, I can't, have chi- I don't yeah. think I can, even if I could have chickens, I don't think I could have enough chickens. That,
1: you actually, I mean. if you think about it, cause I looked into it. So you do have to have permits in the Wasa area, Right. but like two chickens, that's 12 or so seven, 14 eggs a week. Yeah, you know what I mean, and you can legally have two chickens, and then you let. But them you all can have you more than that, then. I think.
0: Um, but someone actually just told me that if you get the police chief to sign off on it you can have a few more I forget oh, the really? number yeah but My well problem d- the, the problem is i'm a renter i don't. you know yeah, then so you you, you have, sure. exactly yeah. so you have to get permission from two sets of people who have to be in agreement on the same thing yeah you know and then it's like what am i going to do with them i don't really i mean i guess i could put them in the basement but that would be a mess to clean up i could put that them could in the garage it. yeah. yeah it's like uh i'd rather just the, our goal one day is to have a homestead like same not yeah. not like not like an hour and a half out of town. I don't want to be that far away, yeah. but enough to where like you're in the country, I can go hunting in the backyard if I ever wanted to mm-hmm. or needed to. I could have all the animals I need and, you know, I don't have to worry about yeah. asking uh, exactly. permission from someone. But if I need to go to Walmart to get something or in town, I'm not more than maybe 10, 15, yeah. 20 minutes away at the most. Yeah. And I think this is the perfect place to do that. And, you know, you don't have to go far to be out of, out of town in Wausau. You Literally know what I mean? Like I love minutes. it. Yeah. 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 And at night, you can see the stars. And we just live in Hallie. You know where Halley's at? Yeah. And oh, you, that's only 20 minutes from here, and you mm-hmm. see so many more stars at night than here in town. Yeah. It's so. beautiful. All right, let's wrap this up. Uh, thanks for being my guest today. Wow, we're at an hour and 42 minutes. I didn't realize it was that long. That's okay. It'll probably, I'll probably... Hopefully I'll get a good hour and a half uh, content out of this. Yeah, I
1: think you will definitely.
0: So, we talked uh, a lot about good things. A lot, if you, yeah.
1: If you ever have more questions or you need anything we'll do, like we'll that, We'll probably do know. another one because yeah. I, I
0: think this is good. Um, you so are going to save or wrap it up. I can't remember now. Okay, well, I'm Dreadmat. she's Dr. Lexi, and we're out. All right, thank you. <laughs>